Hello, my name is Chris and I'll be your DM through this adventure and whatever comes after. I just wanted to say thanks for listening, and we all appreciate it so much. Also, a disclaimer, this is not a professional production by any means. This is obviously episode one, and above all, it's an experiment brought on by quarantine boredom and just wanting to have fun with some friends. None of us are actors, a couple of us have never played before, and nobody has a professional recording studio, so at least for the time being, this is going to be raw and slightly messy D&D, which in my opinion is the best kind. There might be some rule clarifications and discussions, some weird out-of-character moments, possibly a few mechanical keyboard sounds that I didn't manage to catch in post. We're also running the game online via the Roll20 platform, which you might hear us make reference to at times. In this first episode, we did have some bandwidth issues and lost a bit of audio, which I've tried my best to remedy, and I believe the only point where we actually miss anything important is the resolution of the axe-throwing contest where uh, Solgrid gets involved in. Uh, spoiler alert, he wins pretty handily. That all being said, thanks again for listening. I hope you have half as much fun as we did recording it, and I hope you'll enjoy us uh, for the long haul, and since I'll gladly keep running these games as long as anybody wants to play or listen. Happy adventuring. All right, we are now live. Okay, uh, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to the very first session of our epic Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition uh, adventure that we're calling for right now. Page by page is the campaign name. We've got a couple new players joining us, couple uh, couple more experienced folks. So this is going to be an interesting ride. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, real quick, I am Chris. I'll be DMing this entire thing for everybody. Uh, I've been DMing for like 10 years and I still don't know shit, so you know, don't fault me for being wrong about the rules sometimes. I will do my best to not be. And yeah, let's go ahead and introduce our players uh, kind of one at a time. We'll talk about who we're playing with and we're going to jump right into this thing. Kristen. Would you like to go first? Sure. So my name is Kristen. I've been playing D&D for a minute. Several campaigns, several gaming systems. I am married to the DM. Uh, wow. So that's Just fun. letting everybody know that I'm going to be giving you special treatment the entire time. Look, inside a trade. <laughs> we can't get rid of it in politics. We ain't getting rid of it in D&D. <laughs> Um, I will be playing Fetral. He is a human bard, uh, a little bit of a troublemaker, um, plays the lute, pan flute, and uh, carries a drum around with him. And uh, yeah, I like to keep things interesting for the party by being constantly distracted by all the pretty faces around me. You, uh, you shake it up a little bit? Yeah, Take I shake things, things up. up. Cool. Uh, Brad, who are you playing? All right. My name is Brad. I'm playing a dwarf paladin named Solgard Lightforge. Um, I've been playing as D&D as well for, for over, gosh, over 15 years now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And and I too have still yet to uh, fully read the player handbook, so we'll, we'll see how it's, this goes. It's like the Bible, man. Everybody who claims to have read it hasn't actually read the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> so, uh, we'll yeah. see how things uh, go. I'm supposed to be playing a lawful good character. Uh, I'm not always great on keeping my alignments accurate according to what I'm playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
and I put way too much into my character sheet. Makes right. sense. Carrick, right, hello everyone. I'm Carrick. Uh, I will be playing a dragonborn sorcerer named Mosher. Um, I am very new to D and D. This is my first official campaign, although I was fortunate enough to uh, have a introductory campaign with some of the the members on on tonight. Um, my character is um, from the. Um, I'm a gold dragon from the Myaston clan, um, and I am an officer uh, soldier. Um, but I was recently injured and took a took a severe blow to the head, which I don't know what it was yet. Still, um, but it affected my memory. Um, I'm still able to communicate and. Uh, you know, do my normal duties and, and remember people um, who they are and, and what they do. But some uh, memories from my upbringing and, and some more, the deeper connections are a little foggy these days. And um, after being injured, I started um, developing these new powers uh, that I'd like to to explore more. You, how mysterious. Good Let's intro to set up for why you are level one, even though you're like a military soldier. <laughs> for head injuries, they explain yeah. away just about everything. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a new. I'm a new. Uh, I'm new to the spellcasting world. Nice. Uh, and last but not least, we have Daniel. Who are you? Daniel. This is me. Me and I. I am play. I've never uh, played D and D at all. No introductory. No nothing. Uh so my character is John Hammerstuff, and uh, in an ode to John Carpenter, uh, I'm basically a former sailor. Did uh, did a lot of trade routes. Didn't really have a lot of uh, direction, but I always got into fights. Uh, kind of tried to do the good thing, but also at the same time was just had no direction. Unmolded clay. It's a great excuse for is why I don't have these cool side quests that everybody else is going to have. So, uh, playing D&D. Here we go, guys. So, uh, it's been quite a few years of, you know, relative peace at this point. Like, there's been some minor skirmishes uh, that our military personnel might have fought in. Uh, and been involved, but overall, uh, the land of Faroon is pretty chill. Uh, nothing big has been going on for the past uh, probably close to a decade. There's been reconstruction from the last major conflict, and a lot of these small, uh, out-of-the-way towns are you know, thriving, populations booming, trade is getting back on track, and uh, the land is just you know, ripe for a golden future. And that's where you guys find yourselves, uh, you know. And these are hard times for adventurers because, you know, war is good business. Uh, and when the land is at peace, there's less stuff to do. Like, there's still the occasional bandit attack, like banderoving kobolds or something. Like, occasionally a dragon gets feisty and wants to attack something. But jobs are, are kind of few and far between. And larger parties of adventurers have started kind of grouping up because... If everybody can do one job, you make less money, but at least you're making something, uh, which is a lot harder for, you know, those those solo questers out there. Uh, so you guys have joined forces for various reasons. Uh, I know you haven't 
you didn't meet a long time ago. You don't know each other super, super well, but uh, you guys are acquaintances, uh, whether that be through, uh, you know, Fetral's performances, uh, you know, to and fro, like you're, you're a traveling minstrel of sorts, right, Fetral? I am indeed. Uh, and you, yeah, bed in every port, like he's, you know, he gets around and meets a lot of people, uh, meets a lot of people, if you know what I'm saying. And so has had, a, has had some dealings with, uh, with everybody else. Uh, our friend Mo Cher over here, he was a soldier. He's, uh, you know, also life on the move, rests a lot in a, you know, in a lot of far flung locales. Got a lot of contacts. Our guy John over here is a sailor. He's been in you know, a ton of ports as well. Goes on shore leave, tears it up. Doesn't always remember everything that happens, but you know the the memories he does make they last. Um, <laughs> is it Solgrid? Yes. And, and then there's Solgrid. Um, you are a you're a holy man. You're. Uh, I'm I'm not a holy man. I'm I am a knight. Uh, I am searching for a unique ore and a unique pattern for one of the uh for my king's daughter technically is is what i'm doing it for it's pretty important uh so you know you've right. been you've been out and venturing across the land in search of these uh these things yep. for quite a while so yeah you guys are all you've all been on the road like this isn't your first rodeo uh, you're not like old hats at this and been doing this forever, but you've been in a few battles. So you kind of know what's what. And you've all heard this rumor that there's this little town off the road called Gwendol Hill. And it's the road that's going east out to the Grey Peak Mountains, uh, out of Waterdeep. It's a major, major trade route. And off the, you know, just off the road, there's one of these truck stop towns that has gotten big and prosperous because so much trade just happens to pass through there called Gwendol Hill. And this is kind of a hub for all sorts of uh, adventuring types and mercenaries and soldiers of fortune uh, because, you know, it gets job postings from all over the place, like hundreds of miles away, just because of the amount of foot traffic that comes through here. On any given day, there might be, you know, five times as many people in the town as people that actually live there. And it's a place that even though it seems small, it's a, it's got a thriving kind of trade hub that you can find almost anything from across the whole continent. But uh, there you've heard rumors, not only that this is a, a ripe, you know, fertile picking ground for, uh, for gold and adventure, but there's a couple jobs. It seems that have come from this place that nobody wants to do. There's just something about them that that puts people off, and you know, there's those kinds of things kind of they attract attention. Uh, and so you've you've come here, and that's what you guys are looking at uh, is the general overview map of Gwendol Hill. In the center, there's a, obviously a giant coliseum-looking thing, which used to be sort of a, an arena of sorts uh, back in different times, and has basically turned into uh, the town square, and you know. Every weekend, all day, there's just a just a huge uh, collection of market stalls that set up in there and sell all kinds of things from all over the land. And this town has one of the best taverns anybody's ever been to. It, it, it's legendary, far and wide. It's called the Flaming Lily, and it seems like a pretty decent place to stop in and get the lay of the land and figure out you know, what's really going on here and figure out where your next meal ticket's coming from. So 
we open the scene with you guys going into the Flaming Lily Tavern and Inn. And uh, let me set the scene a little bit in here. You walk in, and this place is decked out. Like, you've been in a lot of bars, been in a lot of taverns before. But this one, uh, somebody's put care into it. Like, the detailed carvings that are on, like, the chair backs and the, the polish of the floors and, like, these expensive area rugs that don't seem to have any, like, the usual signs of scuff or wear on them. Like, the ivory inlay and the banister of the stairs, the, the mother of pearl bar top. Like, there is money and love put into this place. And it is thriving and busy. And as you, as you walk in, you see the bar at the back, and there's a really attractive human man standing back there. Uh, he's got a dark skin. He's got blonde hair. He's very exotic looking. Kind of looks up, smiles at you a little bit, and goes back to polishing a glass. Uh, nobody else in the tavern really seems to pay you any mind, but there's a huge mix of people from all walks of life. Any race you can think of, there's dwarves and elves, and there's some, you know, there's Aarakocra and a few other more exotic types sulking about. But it looks like there's several different parties of uh, wandering adventurers just like yourselves here looking for work. As you walk in in the back, uh, the back wall behind the bar, you notice there seems to be this huge job posting board with a crowd of people surrounding it. And, you know, occasionally somebody will walk up and pull a piece of paper off then fold it and put it in their pocket and walk back to their table. And that is that is where we find ourselves. What are you guys doing? Well, Fatral is, of course, going to go uh, flirt with this lovely bartender and uh, see if I can get any of the uh, juicy local gossip. Maybe, maybe get, maybe right. get a lead so, uh, on a on a particularly good job that maybe get a little more information. All right. So Fetrol's flirting. Anybody else want to do anything in, in particular? Out of character. Uh, we are already a group, correct? Correct. Okay. We can. We can. You guys can talk more about like relationships and stuff. But yeah, we we kind of established that you guys are, you know, your acquaintances. All right. All right. Uh, Solgrid is going to go get some ale because he's a dwarf and dwarfs love ale. Let's go. Kristen first. You're you're Fetral, you're you're going up and uh, chatting up the um, bartender. Yes. Correct? Yes. All right. Uh so yeah, you you approach the bar and you know you see this very fine looking bar uh set out before you, but uh your eye notices something else, and you notice this man behind it who is a you know tall drink of water. He's uh in a dark caramel skin, he's got like Kind of shoulder-length blonde hair and an exotic kind of look in his eye. And uh, as you walk up, he uh, he looks up, smiles at, you, says, "Oh yes, and uh, what can I do for oh, you today?" What sir? can't you do for me today? Oh, oh I like I can do many things. Ah, uh, well, would you uh, join me for a drink? Unfortunately, I, I am working right now at, uh, as much I'll as I'd like. I'll enjoy your company here at the bar, then, if you'll have me. Yeah, well, we'll see about that part, but what are you? Is nice. What is this inn known for on the drinks? I'll have whatever you recommend. Well, we do have uh, a number of fantastic local wines that come through here. Uh, there's one uh, port coming from the coast. Uh, I think a little town called, oh, gosh, I forget the name. It's Linnaeus Vineyards, uh, the report that they've just released last year. Amazing. We have a few bottles we'll of that left. 
And uh, all right. Yeah. And uh, your name. Uh, I'll have that. And uh, and your name. Oh, my name is Marquez, and you are? Uh, Fetral. I'm a traveling bard, and I would love the opportunity to share a song with your patrons, if it is permissible. Well, you weren't on the schedule, but we do have a lot of traveling types coming through here. Uh, I believe our uh, current bard is taking a break, uh, and you noticed as you walked in, there was a, uh, a tabaxi bard, a tabaxi woman. Uh, that was just finishing playing up a song you heard as you walked through the doors and uh, had grabbed a drink and gone off stage. Uh, and he says, well, uh, she was, she was stated to pay for at least another couple of hours, but if you'd like to talk to her possibly about maybe having a couple songs, uh, we'll see what we can do. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm but fit. Marquez, I, I, I don't want to talk to anybody else. Uh, I, can, I can forego a song this evening. Can you tell me more about this place? Well, uh, this is uh, the finest establishment in all of Gwendolyn Hill. It's been open for many, many years, and uh, it's a place that I have a great amount of love for, personally. Uh, it, it is the place to be if you are a traveler, if you are trying to seek fortune. People come from all over the land to seek, seek their problems solved here, and... Uh, they post jobs on the board. They seek out, uh, find people such as yourself who are good at solving problems and uh, pay them lots of gold, which they come back and they spend at my bar. It's a win-win for Sounds everybody. excellent. I, I myself am here looking for work. Um, could you possibly share some more details about some of the, uh, the better jobs? Oh, well, uh, there's, there are many that come and go. They usually don't last more than a day on the board, but there's one that, well, you should just go read it for yourself because I saw that one go up two weeks ago. Two weeks. People have touched it, looked at it, gone over it. Nobody's taken it. Nope. I don't know why. Mysteries are mysteries. Uh, but you should, uh, you should look for yourself. Solgrid raises his grass to Vetrol. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to look at that, aren't we? <laughs> oh, well, if you'd like to go take a look, Solgrid, I've, I've got something much more interesting to look at here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play with your innkeeper. Let's go. And uh, Marquez, he takes a look at you and kind of winks a little bit and... Uh, turns around to serve somebody else at the bar. Um, John and Mosher, what are you guys uh, doing right now? John, I guess, would come up and get some, try to get something from the bar. Is there another bartender? Uh, no, he is, he is the one right now. Okay. But he is, you know, he's on his ship. All like, right. he's serving everybody pretty okay. pretty quickly. So Petrol, you silver be too long. bastard. Thank God you're no longer chewing the air of this beautiful son of a bitch. Hey, let me get uh let me get let me get a drink. Let me let me let me get a drink. Anyone else need a drink? Any Yes, I will have an ale. Uh how do I think you say this loudly enough that like uh a lot of people just like sitting around the bar just casually look at you and like raise a hand like in a joking kind oh, of way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Real funny, real funny. Just talking to my friends here, guys. Keeping your pants, <laughs> keeping your pants. Not you, Federal. I know how John, you John, you're John, you're lucky to be born beautiful, unlike <laughs> me who was Born to be a big liar. Yes. But on the flip side, <laughs> you can also play the liar. 
It's a loot. A liar. I thought you played the harp. Whatever. <laughs> um, as as much as I love banter. Um, so, so John, you you go ahead and get yourself a drink. Uh, you know you. If you're feeling generous, you pick up a couple oh, yeah. for uh, for your friends there. Friends. Moshe, are you doing anything specific? Are you just kind of hanging, drinking, waiting to see what shakes out? Um, I'm having a drink and um, just uh, assessing the crowd to see uh, if I can get a feel for um, what people's intentions are and maybe uh, who might know more about this job if we choose to look more into it. All right, so we're giving our first roll tonight, guys. Um, go ahead and make a perception roll. Don't fuck <laughs> it up. First roll. This sets the tone for the whole game. The pressure. The whole. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, Michelle, you you scan the room, um, and you know you don't see anything out of the ordinary. It's uh, your typical tavern. Like like you saw when you walked in, there's a there's a really interesting mix of patrons here. Like you saw the you know the Tabaxi Bard, you saw like the Kenku you think off in the corner, which out of game is the giant bird man. Um, you know there's a yeah there's lots of loud conversation, carousing. Yeah, seems seems like your average tavern. Do I get anything off of my uh, presence of strong, evil, and powerful good? Uh, no. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Strahd is mentioned in your uh, in your description. No, Strahd is not nearby. Um, it'd be some crazy shit, though. Yeah. So you don't get anything out of that. Um. So I think Solgrid Fetral, you guys were going to look at the job posting board. I'm sitting there All right, already. So as you uh, as you walk up, you see a few people kitted out for uh, for questing, much like yourselves. Uh, you know these these seem to be kind of smaller time players. There's nobody here that's just like brimming with like magical armor and crazy shit. Like they they have their own things, but these are you know these are middle of the road kind of guys, much like yourself. Uh, there's a couple elves that are up there, and uh, they are actively arguing over a job that both of them want to take at the same time. Uh, something about a cobalt incursion. Uh, and, you know, this this elf says uh, the, there's a male and a female elf, and the, the man says something like, oh, you you got that one last time. and You, you, you told me the next cobalts were mine. I hate those fuckers. And the Hamos is like, yeah, hate, hate doesn't help pay the bills. And, you know, you snooze, you lose. They're just kind of fighting over this job posting. There's a dwarf standing there, looking kind of curt. He, he he's taken like a couple of these job postings and stuffed them in his pocket. And he and he nods at you as he walks away. And you and you kind of fill in and take his spot there. And you see this board, and there's not a whole lot on it. Uh, there's you know a posting still up in the corner about somebody who who claims to have seen a dragon that you know carried off one of his sheep uh there's another posting that is somebody trying to get help with a barn raising uh but is not really paying a whole lot of gold yeah okay uh but they're they're not offering a whole lot and so that's kind of ignored and then the quick question do you do you want to be over the board with everybody else looking at the note yeah i grab my drink from the bar that i got from marquez give him a little knowing wink because i know what a rap scallion our local little bard is. 
and I head on over to our group. Uh, happy and joyous because I, I, you know, I'm I'm always out for for an adventure. Get get a little bit restless sometimes, and especially with it being down. So I so I head on over and see what they're uh, see what they got. All right. So you walk over and see the same thing. Uh, this very worn and torn note. It's been tapped on the board many times, and according to the bartender, it's been here for a couple weeks. And this is what it says. To whom it may concern, I seek a noble group of mercenaries. And you see the word mercenaries has been crossed out. And then it says adventurers, uh, and then the word adventurers has been crossed out. And then it says heroes in big bold letters. I seek a noble group of heroes to solve a most heinous crime. The details of the crime are horrific and bizarre. And I haven't the time to detail them in this plea, but stuff to say it is a case that will require a group. Furthermore, a group bearing expertise in arts both mundane and arcane. My people are unsafe. My town is ruined. And I am humbly seeking any assistance and offering a striking sum of gold as a reward. To those interested, head eastward bound until the fork bearing north to the Great Peak Mountains. Then head south following signs for Oriton. If you can't see the signs... Follow the storm. Signed pleadingly, Alderman Ellen. Do I know anything about this area or about where where that town is or like anything? A history roll for me. That I uh no, never heard of the place. That's roll. Does it seem that this area we may be going to might have a connection to the question I have? Yes, it does. Ah, the lore behind the scroll. Maybe we could figure it out here. Perhaps we could. Wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah, that's uh, that is definitely <laughs> a thought. Um, maybe. I mean, it, it's not something that uh, that you know the name of the town doesn't necessarily jump out at you as being like super important, but. It, it seems familiar in the back of your mind. Uh, yes, but the storm. The storm is always raging, and we must find where it is. Dwarf man's got to follow the storm. He's got to follow the storm. Uh, that's what the note says. So, you've read the note. What are you guys doing? The dwarf is following the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't sound creepy at all. Um, okay. Uh, how about people who aren't the door for the bard? Uh, well, I, uh, I, I trail behind with my drink, and I ask if there's any way that I can make a little bit of coin somehow if, uh, with, with, with this note. Because like, that's what we're really going on about is it comes down to money uh, for me it, because I need a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Money is what the peasants desire. We are here for glory. I mean, look, glory is not going to feed my belly. Glory is not going to slake my thirst. Glory is not going to put shoes on my feet. That's going to be some cold, hard coin. And that's what I need because I got holes in my soles. And I'm not talking metaphorical either. I'm talking about the things on my feet. And it hurts. And I need to get some new ones. Sure, I just bought a couple of drinks for everyone else, but that's because I make poor decisions <laughs> when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, I mean, that's a solid motivation. Brett, I know uh, you have this exhaustively listed in your character description, but for the benefit of everybody else, uh, what 
what are you wearing right now? Uh, what? Uh, oh yeah. No, no, oh wait. No, what? What, what are you no, wearing? No, no, what, what kind of armor do you have on? I, I, am I actually going through all uh, of this? No, not the whole thing. Just give me like, are you wearing like heavier armor? Like you're looking like totally decked out, okay. paladin? Are you wearing leather? Like what are you doing? Okay, I, I am in a full plate outfit. I have a sputum, which is a tower shield. Uh, it is emblazoned with the with the god tier with his symbol, and then my surcoat also has the symbol of Moradin on top of it. Okay, uh, so you walk away from the board, and you know it's getting later in the evening, and the place seems to be getting a bit rowdier, and the table that seems to be like the loudest and most raucous is this table that has the dwarf in it that you saw just walking away from the board or from just walking away from the board. Uh, and also has those two elves that were arguing about this job uh, along with uh, a human. And there's this group of four. And as you start walking away from the board, this dwarf kind of gets up and walks towards you and kind of stops in front of your group. And looks at you, Solgrid, and says, Oi, Tin Can Man, you got an arm on you. Out of character, uh, how old does this person look? Uh, I mean, you as a dwarf would be able to figure out. Um, gosh, I, I know you have a, a, a thing about dwarf ages. How old are you, bro? I am You're 65 years so old. So dwarf, that's... Uh, that's I'm a child. Yeah, you're of- really young. <laughs> I, I am like a teenager. Um, yeah, he, he looks a bit older. Like, he's not, like, middle-aged, but, like, he's got some years on him. He says, Oi, Tin Can, you got an arm on you? You want to make some money? Money is but for the cheap. I am here for glory. Well, want to earn some glory, then? Glory. Is you know how to throw an axe. Axes, no, but hammers, mm. yes. You like competitions? I will beat He says, uh, well, come this way. It's, uh, this party's a bit too dull for my taste. And he is going to challenge you to a hammer or axe throwing competition. Uh, because if you walk over to the left of the bar, the right of the bar, depending on your orientation over here, uh, there's a couple of, like, dartboards that are set up, and one of them has basically been torn to pieces and replaced with, like, a giant piece of wood that has a target painted on it that people have been using for uh, axe throwing, knife throwing, basically, a, you know, a bar game. Uh, and this is, like, very out of place in this bar because everything else is very, like, well-polished and very expensive, and this is just, like, a big piece of wood with a bunch of fucking daggers sticking out of it. Um, so he, he leads you over there, and he says, All right, that's how this is going to work. Best of three, we throw, try to hit the center, closest wins, you beat me, they give you 25 gold. 25, are we peasants? Ooh, I, I thought you didn't care about money there, sir. What, what you gotta give him if you lose? I beat you, you give me 25 gold. Fine, let's do this. Alright, um, so, this is... Has the tabaxi started playing again? Uh, 
At this point, no. I think uh, I think she's taking an extended break. She's the Tabaxi is actually over at the bar, and and she seems to be giving some eyes to the bartender. Oh well, then I'm going to go take up the other end of the bar and give eyes to the bartender. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this nope. is going to be a contest where Brad, you're going to roll on uh, athletics. So we're going to do an athletics roll. Uh, and you're going to do that three times, and you're going to alternate with me. I'm going to show you my rolls here, just so there's no there's no funny business. Can I take a, a quick action? Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, while uh, you do this competition, go speak to the uh, bard over here, and keep an eye on things as well. All right. So you're heading over. Uh, so then let's uh, go ahead and resolve this. So the way this is going to work, Brad, is uh let's toss a coin really quick roll a actually just roll a d6 1d2 okay i'll <laughs> i was gonna say roll a higher low but uh that works um yeah just roll a d6 and i'm gonna roll a d6 and highest one goes first all right so uh your dwarven friend's gonna go first and so basically, I'm going to make an open athletics roll. Uh, he's going to have a plus two to that. I'm going to show you the roll in the chat. You roll against that. You beat him. Real simple. Right. Ooh, right. that's a six. He he takes his axe just the wink. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God, you guys are you guys are rolling for shit. This is not voting well. So Greg also rolled the six, and yeah. that was a crit. That was a nat yes. one. So what happens is uh, a dwarf whose name you still don't know, he takes his axe and just chucks it at the board, but he like it slips out of his hand at the last minute, and it goes really wide and, and digs itself into the wall next to the board. And at that sound, like the bartender kind of looks up, and you notice this as you're there, uh, Vetral, and he just looks up and looks very concerned, but like shakes his head and goes back to what he was doing. And then... <laughs> I really, really, really want my hammer... To split his hammer? Gosh, I mean, that would be another... A la Robin I mean, Hood, It's, but as a crit fail. You know what, let's... Yeah, let's let's say that happens. You, uh, you, you take a hammer and you throw it, and for whatever reason, like, also way off the mark, and it goes and just smashes his axe. Uh, I won't say it splits it, but it smashes it further into the wall. And the bartender just looks up at you and just like he's got a look on his face where he's not happy right now. Can I? Uh, well, he's obviously not happy, but can I roll insight to see if he has like a relationship, like if Marquez and this other dwarf, like if this is already a thing? Uh, yeah. Like if Marquez is particularly testy with this particular dwarf. And insight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he he's just pissed about the bar. He doesn't seem like he knows this guy at all. Okay. And all right. For, for the audio fact of this, I'm going to say I rolled a 15. All right. That is, I guess that's important. We should do that. But that's what first episodes are for, is finding out all these things and doing things poorly. Um, Dwarf. Dwarf. Oh, what uh, is your name? Name's Stardrum. Ah, Stardrum, are we hitting the center or are we hitting each other? Well, the goal is the center, but uh, I guess we can change that if we're both too snacked to uh, do anything like that. 
but uh, I'm ready to go again and takes his act and, you know, goes and pulls his ax out and goes back to the line that you're starting at, throws it again, plus two. All right. So he's going to get a 10 on that. Foo, fuck. So yeah, he throws it and just goes on the outside, barely hits the circle, and you just take your hammer and just freaking nail it, like right in the center of the board. And uh, he rolled a 21. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't want to like read off all the rolls. If it's super important, I will, but it gets tedious. Um, but yeah, you, you, but you could go, oof, he rolled a 21. Yeah, I can okay. do that. Or with a 21, yeah, you got with a 21, you definitely do it. Smash the center of the board, and he just uh, looks at you and just friend, buy me a drink, and we're good. And he looks at you, and there's a glimmer of hope in his eye. Uh, as he says, oh, yeah. you'd like to drink, do you? What do you say we go double or nothing on a drinking contest? What of Dwarven kind does not drink ale? He says, fair point. You in or you out? In, good sir. All right. And you guys, uh, he takes the lead. You guys walk over to the bar. Uh, and now I think everybody is at the bar. It's Fetral, Mosher, uh, you're both there. Fetral's flirting with Marquez still. Mosher's kind of keeping an eye on this situation because you know how Fetral is. And, you know, he's going to get in over his head. Um, and then, gosh, John, what, what were you doing this whole time? I've been, oh, I've just been at the bar drinking. Been at the bar drinking. Money. All right. While well, this drama goes down. Uh, and so oh, yeah. you see Silgrid and uh, this other dwarf, whose name is Thargrim, Thardrum, walking up, uh, and they they both sit down. Thardrum looks at you and says, uh, and, and looks back at Narquez, the bartender, and he says, all right, this drinks for the next, uh, well, however long it takes. There on me. Pour my mug of ale. <clears throat> and uh, Marquez nods, gets a big you know, hefty mug from beneath the counter. Fills it right at the top of the ale. Uh, and he goes to get another one. And Thargem looks at him and just says, I know. I brought me in. You know, you didn't really see this before, but he, he unclips this giant flagon from his belt. And he sits it down on the bar top. And it's this, uh, big, like, it's gold, and it's got these engravings of, like, dwarves and, like, wheat and, like, hops on it. Uh, and it's very, like, intricately designed. But it's this, like, huge, uh, you know, huge mug. And he looks at it, and he waits for you to get your drink, and Marquez gives you the beer, and Dwarf looks at his mug, and he says, Inafarna! And magically, mug just fills the top with uh, what smells like a rich dwarven ale. And uh, he raises his cup and says, after you. So this one, the way it's going to work is I think I just want to roll. You know what? Let's do constitution saves. And like a full yeah, saving constitution throw saving throw. Um, and I'm not going to do I'm not going to do high roll. I think we're just going to go back and forth for a minute. The first round's free. So the first round you guys both drink, you're chugging it, like, you're starting to get some attention from the bar, and, like, he's, he's just down in his, uh, his magical mug veil, and you take yours, and you guys both finish it about the same time. And he looks at you, and it's just like, alright, 
just getting started. So go ahead and roll a constitution save. He's going to roll a constitution save. As soon as somebody rolls below. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to do this differently, but we can just say, you know, whoever else higher. Um, he's going to have a plus two to constitution as well. Anyway, so he he downs his second mug, and you take a little bit longer to do it, and at the end of it, you are not feeling so hot. Like, you're still standing. You're still, well, sitting at the bar. Uh, you're there, but you're not feeling great about this. But you're you're still good enough to go again if you'd like to. I don't, it's just, it, we're, mm. all right, old man, all we're right. going again. All right. Uh, so... Uh, go ahead and roll another con save. God damn. This is not, this is not your strong suit. Ooh, okay. Uh, he gets plus two, so this one also is a seven. He uh, matches it, but it's also hitting him really, really hard. Like, you can tell. This is... Uh, All right, old man. Drinking is a young man. <laughs> uh, one one more time. So what you notice, though, is that this is his third pull from his magical mug. And once he finishes this one, he just takes it and like kind of wipes it out and puts it back on his belt. And he signals the, the bartender and orders his own, uh, his own mug of ale. It comes to him. So uh, you get, you guys are going to drink, roll it up. All right, there we go. Bam. And this one, uh, you drink him under the table and you just pound this mug and about halfway through it, he stops and he looks up like he's going to like hurl or something, but he, he bears down, keeps going, drinks it, chugs the whole thing, but then just kind of slams it back on the bar top and says, I, maybe you're right, laddie. Oh, I, I can't, I can't do another one. Ugh. And these are, these, My yeah, these are like biggest. We drink. These are like big ass imperial pints too. This is like twenty four ounces of ale in a mug, and like he's had like four of those in about ten minutes. <laughs> so, you guys have drank a lot, but he says, "Oh, I know what I've lost," and he takes you. Uh, it takes another little pouch of coins and throws it at you, and you've now made fifty gold. And he says, "You know what? You know what? I like you. I like you a lot." It gives me hope for the future fucking dwarves. And he takes his uh, little flagon off his belt and sets it down to the bar and slides it over to you and says, May this bring you as many joyous nights as it has for me. And gives you his, uh, his magical gold flagon. As long as you are their friend. Our kind will always be safe. Uh, he, he, he nods and just claps you on the shoulder and, and nods in, and you guys have a raucous old time. And what you have gotten is you've received 50 gold and you've also received... Uh, you don't have to identify what it is because he tells you and he says this is a uh, the tankard of plenty. And this is a magical drinking horn that uh, three times a day you can say the magic word, and it fills with the finest dwarven ale you ever did have. So there you go. Um, I... Why, why are you rolling? Attempt. Why are you rolling sleight of hand there, sir? I attempt, I attempt to put 25 of the gold back in his coin. Uh, 
I was going to make you roll disadvantage with that because you're drunk as fuck right now, but yeah, the, <laughs> that four is not going to do you any favors. So, gosh, he is. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to roll for him. I'm going to roll some perception on disadvantage. Uh, gosh, he also rolls a four. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think what happens is you, you take the sack of gold and you try to sneakily put it back in his purse and you're fumbling around with it. But he's and, like, also he kind of sees you down so. there. But then, like, you know, just his head lolls forward a bit and just, like, turns back to the bar and just doesn't pay attention, and you manage to pull it off. So you, you've given him 25 gold back? Okay. Yes. So you, your, your haul you've come away with is 25 gold and a magical uh, drinking mug. All right. Magical flag. All right, so... Um, okay, out of, out of character real yes. quick. So that whole thing you just made, like that whole thing just happened as like a random thing that just happened. Yes. For not, holy crap, that was awesome. Sorry. <laughs> that was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a good reason to, to fuck around with random NPCs who ask you to do stuff. Um, okay. So Man, that, all right. that went down and took way too much time. Anyway, uh, let's, let's cut to somebody else. I think, Fetral, you're still trying to flirt with the bartender. Let's resolve that really quick. Well, let's let. Oh yeah, what do you? I, as far as I know, you guys were just kind of hanging out at the bar. Were you, you guys like trying to do anything else, like shake anybody else down, like ask about? I don't know. Yes, I've been, uh, I've been talking to the the uh, getting information about the land and the the journey that may be ahead of us. Um, all right, um, make a make an investigation roll. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Um, second, second that one. You guys are not killing these trolls. Uh, yeah, you. Nobody's ever heard of this place. Um, you, you talk about this job. You talk about going to Orton. You know, everybody's like, "Who? Where?" Um, and it seems like nobody's even read this note. That, uh, yeah, that's you don't. The you don't sound a of a one. Of anything. Uh. Can I grab an old male <laughs> yeah. for, for the, the female and, and friends? So what was that? I said and one for, oh, for yeah. the group. Uh, so you do it by around. Everybody's uh, super cheerful at this point. It's getting pretty late. Um, Fetchel, make make a really good persuasion roll. Ooh, okay. That, that was really good. This is what you do. Um, yeah. I like so he's got a going. 19. And, you know, you have this back and forth with Marquez uh, for most of the night. And at some point, he he looks at you and he says, Look, Fetcher, look. I rolled a 19. I have to, I have to be <laughs> honest here. I, I don't normally swing that way, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, I've never tried, and... What is life if not its own adventure? And I'll try anything. So tell you what, uh, tonight, tonight I put you up in my room. Uh, and he, he, he kind of nervously kind of smiles at you. He, he was supposed to be straight, but that was a, 
It was a really, it was a really. <laughs> I would never turn that down an offer someone as lovely. I tried so hard not to laugh. It's just like, well, normally I don't do this. Yeah, normally he doesn't do this. Like, like, but you were. Bart's kind of badass. You got. You were working him the whole night, and you rolled, you rolled really high. So you know what can I say? <laughs> just take you up there. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, um, and he, he tells you that he's going to be <laughs> off in about you know an hour or so. He's going to close down, and uh, he he gives you his room key. Uh, and you know we we won't go into the details of that. But uh, before, are are you guys planning on staying here tonight? I'm assuming you guys want to chill. Yeah, I know Fetral is. Everybody else want to stay at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. I am. Yep. May I, uh, I know my female friend here is, uh, not very familiar with the land, but, um, I would like to offer to see if, uh, she, uh, would like to <laughs> as well. Uh, so who are you talking to? The, the female bard. Oh, the tabaxi, yeah, yeah. Tabaxi. So, yeah, for those not familiar, tabaxi are basically cat people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're of the furry persuasion, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, aside from, I mean, it, it, it's a female, so you're not having to worry with the spiny female. <laughs> so that, that's good. Uh, you're less likely to make a prayer. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't like, even. If you want to know more about um, those spiny penises? You can uh, ask. Fast. Anyway, so yeah, uh, yeah, Moshe, you've been chatting up the. That's Baxi all night. Um, uh, in fact, you're you're basically the reason that she hasn't gone back to keep performing because she's been so distracted by you. Make a make a persuasion roll your yeah. Make a persuasion roll yourself. And we can all be thankful. Okay. <laughs> wow. So oh, we only guy. roll good when we're trying to fuck. No, it, it comes down. I mean, God. <laughs> we're going to have to fuck our way to solving this whole thing. You know what? No. So her, um, yeah, she. That was a You that established was a earlier one. in the conversation, her name is, uh, her name is Clever Smoke. Uh, and this is, like, very typical of Tabaxi. They have, uh, they have, like, two word names like that that are very, like, uh, kind of Native American, similar to that. Uh, but her, she is clever smoke, uh, and you guys have a great time talking. Uh, and you make your you make your move, and she just like she doesn't look at you with pity, <laughs> but uh, but she she kind of but, but she but she kind of smiles at you and like leans in and gives you a kiss in the cheek and and just says uh, maybe next time uh, before she retires to her room solo. Yeah, the bar wasn't high there, man, but one yeah. yeah the one just ain't gonna do it. Um gosh, if you'd rolled like a fucking five, I would have given it to you. But so there's that. Um anybody else doing anything before we uh we kinda turn in for the night? We're gonna fast forward. I'd let li- I'd I'd like to look on the ground for any loose change. <laughs> <laughs> Scrounging around the bar floor for loose change. Take the forty-five gold back, but let me see if there's any change lawyer. Um, gosh, okay. Um, yeah, make a make an investigation roll. 
Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> that was that twenty. So this is the way. This is the way this game is gonna go. We, we fail at having sex, but apparently we can find every single damn penny there is on the ground. Gosh, yeah, you are. You just, uh, you know, eagle eye over here. You see every shiny piece of metal in the entire place. And you, it's like, this is a raucous night, and you manage to just scrounge everything. Like, you, you look behind the fireplace, and, like, there's a pile of gold back there that nobody's touched in 10 years. Yeah, you find, uh, you find 30 gold. Okay. Doing that. Uh, God, that was, that was great. So, uh, so yeah, write that down. You, you made some money. Anybody else doing anything? Uh, All right. I guess then head to bed. So, uh, cool, cool. So, you guys have, uh, you know, you have an inn with the innkeeper, uh, Marquez. So, he has very graciously put up your entire party for the night. Uh, So, you guys all have rooms. Uh, You have a fantastic night of sleep, or not so much sleep in Federal's case. Um, You know, maybe maybe won't be so rested for the next day, uh, but you have fun. Should 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 that person roll no. for performance? No, can we're I not. We're not for perception to see if I can. No, it? God, we're not going to do sex checks. No. Um, right, <laughs> right. Oh God. Um, say, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Kristen. Uh, that I've ex- and, and this is what I told everybody else is that when I don't ask you to roll and you roll anyway, I'm going to give you a result. So okay. Um, <laughs> So you rolled anyway you and got a thirteen. To me. It was okay. I was rolling as a um, joke. It was. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was fine. Uh, nothing oh, special. Well, um, anyway. Time, so. <laughs> so you guys have a restful night of sleep. You next morning, get up. Um, yeah, you have this this note that might be a potential lead on a job. You've seen a couple other things. Um. You you know which way to go if that's something you want to take up. Uh, this is a weekend morning, so there's a huge like flea market market stall like consortium thing going on in the center of town that's selling all kinds of shit. Um, yeah, there's there's some other fun stuff in the town. What do you guys want to do? Uh, is there food stuff out in the market? Uh, tons of it. Okay, so. Uh... Like to go out and grab uh grab breakfast for the uh for the whole crew. Just something light, something light, you know, nothing to weigh us down. Okay. Uh, and see if we can't hear or or uh suss out a little information on the note uh to to find more about All the right. job. Um are you actively like you're asking around about it? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, after we're All right. uh make an investigation roll. While this is happening, my character would probably t- be looking for dwarven relics within that flea okay. market. Uh, so we'll resolve that in a sec, uh, John. So you spend a little bit of time uh, going around. Like, there's a ton of people here. Like, hundreds of people come through this market. Uh, most of them not from the town. And you ask around a bit to other people who look like they might be, you know, in adventuring parties. And a couple of them have, have kind of hung out here for a while. They've been renting space in the local inns. Uh, and they tell you, yeah, they've seen it. But every time that somebody picks it up, they just like, they felt it's not worth their time. 
It's like the the amount of gold isn't really specified on there. Like it's it's a ways away. Like Oriton's uh, a few days journey from here. And like when somebody's not telling you how much gold that they're gonna pay you for a few days at least, you know, mm-hmm. it it doesn't seem uh, it doesn't really seem worth it. So you know that's kind of the impression that you get is everybody's just like, eh. If he's not naming his price, then why bother? So yeah, that's what you get out of that. Uh, and uh, Solgrin, you are looking for dwarven relics. Are you looking for anything specific? Okay. No. Uh, so anything general dwarven? Yeah, I- anything that would be uh, metalwork or stonework of any type of dwarven. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll for this. Uh, um, yeah, this place gets a lot of a lot of goods from a lot of different places. And you can find, uh, you know, a couple things. Like, dwarves aren't exactly rare people. they got settlements all over the place. Uh, you know, you've got fine dwarven crafts kind of scattered about, but most of it's kind of like, oh, here's a plate, or like, here's a goblet, or, uh, you know, general kind of utility stuff. Like, you might find a couple of, of weapons that seem like they're dwarven forged, nothing really special. Like, there might be a war hammer that's, you know, kind of whatever that somebody has. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a few things scattered about. If it were not to be close, but not necessarily masterwork, I probably wouldn't care that much. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's all pretty average. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, my character wouldn't be very inclined um, to... However, go ahead and make a uh, make a perception check. Hmm. Uh... Yeah, so while you're doing this and you're browsing Solistall and you're looking at these things, you th- you think you hear uh, a couple snippets of conversations that are happening just kind of at the edge of your earshot where people are dispre- expressing dissatisfaction at uh, this and that or whatever goods are for sale. And you think you hear a couple uh, uh, of people talking about a uh, another market that folks go to when they're looking for something more rare. Uh, you know, one that's one that's not necessarily out in the open and more of a kind of a very underground type of thing, and seems like black marketish. Mm. Uh, you don't hear any details about who or where or why, but you you do hear that. Okay. All right. Um, anybody else doing stuff and things? Is there? How do I in character like kind of bring the information that? Uh... Like any new information that people don't look for, it like how in game do I do that? You know what I mean? So you're just like to convey that info. I mean, so you just want. I mean, you can just tell other people in your party whatever you you want. Um, is that what you're okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go find yeah, yeah, them, yeah. Tell them stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I want to go because you know, big or small, there's money involved, and well, I'm gonna go after that money. Cool. So. That that's all on you, Moshe. What are you doing? Um, I I I thought I brought a uh, gaming set with searching a pack to to see if I have it with me. Um, I seem to have lost track of time. What uh, what time are, are, is are, is it currently in the tavern? Yeah, yeah it's say morning, okay. nine ten in the morning, somewhere around there. Uh, morning, yes. Oh, I'm quite hungry. <laughs> uh, uh, Solgrid, how's uh, do you 
Do you smell any, any good food? Anything, anything that's good nearby? Uh, I care most about the dwarven kind crafts. And he's I a guy. He's a single-minded son of a gun. And he, um, yeah, you, yeah, you don't have to ask Sulkert about this. You smell all kinds of good shit. Like, what are you into? Like, all kinds of smoked meats out there. There's like, you know, desserts and fresh baked bread and, you know, giant, giant farmer's market. It's the guys love it. Yes. Yeah, this is not really, this is, if you're hungry, <laughs> you, you don't have a problem finding anything. This is more of a looking for something kind of. Yeah, got it. Uh, yes, I uh, see a, a stand with some some uh, centaur legs. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> You, you you see what looks like centaur legs? Like that's more of a thing that's very much a black market. Um, you have to you have to you have to really go shake somebody mm. down to find those because like centaurs are sentient and everything. So that's uh, that's some that's some real shady shit. But yeah, they they are they are pretty damn big goat legs. Ah, mm. uh, goats. Okay, <laughs> my friends. I think I've heard some tell of a hidden market. He has. Ooh, tell me more. I, I cannot speak exactly to its location, but I believe I have heard of something somewhat more hidden than what we are currently looking at. Uh, that would make sense, given the uh, the, of the tavern it seemed a bit uh, like there were, may have been against the eye. Yeah. So uh, you have these rumors. Um, you know, Solgrid's here telling you that he's heard some stuff about a black market. Obviously, nobody's, you know, heard specifically who you contact or where it is uh but if you guys wanted to investigate further you could probably do that i I'd, I'd like to ask um marquez more before all of before i leave the tavern <laughs> um I'd, I'd like to ask marquez more about this particular job that he specifically directed me to go look at I'd like to follow when I first got there and why the <laughs> <No>. I haven't <laughs> left the room yet wait so you didn't partake in Fuck my breakfast off you <laughs> keeper <sighs> nah bruh <laughs> I had breakfast <laughs> in bed oh okay I won't ask anybody to elaborate on that one um however you are Asking Marquez about what? Why it was that he directed me to look at the specific job and what um, he knows about yeah. who posted um, it. You don't have to persuade him or anything. It's like you guys have kind of crossed that bridge. Uh, but he says, uh, well, yes, I was was here working that night. I, well, I'm, I'm pretty much always here, let's be honest. Uh, but it was, uh, it was an older gentleman, uh, short, round, uh, very little hair. Uh, dressed kind of oddly, wearing a something like a, a, a suit with coattails, uh, like very, uh, very formally dressed gentleman. And he he came in the, very nervous, did not order a drink or anything. He went and posted the job, left immediately. Uh, that's all I saw. He did not ask me for a drink, a room, or didn't say anything to anyone. Just came in and uh, and nailed that to the board. Left in a hurry. Well, I I am. Obviously, going to thank Marquez for a wonderful evening, and uh, 
let him know that anytime I'm in town that I will uh, look him up and go cool. to the market all with right. everybody uh, and continue to continue to keep an ear out for rumors of all kinds. You do love a good rumor, Kristen. Make a, I love a good rumor. Hmm. Make a perception check with advantage. Uh, and so just sidebar character. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Ooh. So we're going to get that in a second. Um, Karen Daniel, uh, sidebar, I don't know if I went over this, um, but occasionally I will call for things with advantage or disadvantage. And what that means is if it's advantage, you are rolling twice and you're taking the higher of the numbers. And if it's disadvantage, you're rolling twice and taking the lower of the numbers. And that's, you know, mainly comes up, uh, like for instance, Kristen's rolling with advantage there because her character is like, you know, established as being a gossip. Like she kind of set this yeah. up from the get go. Like she is good at listening to people talk about shit. Like if you're doing something that your character is like particularly good at, you can get advantage on it. Um, if you're doing something that you're just not practiced in or not skilled with at all, or like would have some kind of handicap going into, you'd probably have disadvantage. Mm -hmm. It just, it's a way to make the game make more sense because like, you know, if if you're really good at something, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for you just to, you know, randomly fail at it with the one time you try to do yeah. it. So, like, it, you know, it kind of evens out the odds. Fetral, uh, you walk into this marketplace and, you know, it's like time slows down. There are just hundreds of people everywhere having all these conversations. And with your very trained ear, you're able to make out... Um, some some you know interesting snippets where people are talking about rumors of of things that have been going on in town and and out of town and people are bringing stories in from all across the land but you're listening for something specific and there's this common thread that a few kind of shady individuals uh keep talking about where you know there's a black market in town uh that this this you know what you see around you is for the common folk and none of the merchants really bring out their best wares because, like, it's out in the open. Like, somebody could steal stuff. Like, there's going to be a lot of people trying to haggle them down. And they know that if they're trying to sell something really special, that they're going to bring it out later uh, at the night market. And they do the night market on the same days as market days. Uh, they do it, like, inside the walls of the former arena. So, like, there's some spaces, like, underneath the bleachers where... Uh, you know, back in the olden days, they'd have, you know, fighters preparing or like garrison stationed or something. But uh, there is there are some secret, not not so secret passages back there that uh, they come and set up in after hours. And uh, there's a password to get in. And you hear the password, which happens to be the word Hyacinth. And there you go. That is information you now possess. Who knows that? I do. Uh, I apologize. So, Fetrol now has information about the black market. Are there any other rumors? Nothing super exciting. Uh, you hear a couple people talking about how, you know, you saw this job posting for somebody having trouble with, like, sheep getting taken by a dragon. People are talking about this guy and, like, how this guy has, like, made up this whole story because he's actually a psychopath and he's trying to kill any adventurers who come to do the job for whatever reason. Uh, you hear... A little bit about that. Um, there's some, you know, minor goings on uh, outside the town with, you know, caravans that have been ambushed and stuff like that. But nothing, nothing super, super interesting. I just really 
am listening closely for any rumors about Marquez. <laughs> He's like obsessed with this dude now. Like he, I mean, no, 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 I'm not obsessed with him. I just want to make sure that I haven't completely ruined his reputation by uh, having a wonderful evening. No, with I mean, him. I think, I mean, you maybe hear Marquez's name mentioned a couple times, but like he's a he's a local, and uh, gosh, yeah, I, I guess I have to give this to you on a twenty. Yeah, he. You find out that I mean, this isn't a big piece of information, but uh, he is the the owner of the inn and has uh, basically you know, funded it entirely by himself. Like, built it, funded it. He got a bunch of money from somewhere. Uh, but yeah, he uh, it's his place, and he's been running that very successfully for a number of years in town. All right, all right, all right. Um, so um, I assume at this point, I know that Solgred is looking for more information about the, the market. The black market. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and share the information I have with him about the uh, the black market, and with the rest of the party. Cool. If anyone so else is now present, you guys... a black market. How <laughs> dare you? Uh, yes. So now you. I knew that this was going to come up. I understand that there is a shady underground in the world, but black markets just grind my gears. <laughs> uh, so now you yes that that is an the interesting law uh, good now that is an interesting the underground market. Uh, however, you do have this information. Uh, you know that it's going to kick off sometime after dark, pretty close to midnight here. Uh, so if it's something you wanted to investigate, you'd be spending another night in town, or we could be on our way to go help the town and follow the storm. What about the dragon and uh, the dragon and sheep thing? That, 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 uh, so I heard dragon. So I believe it was uh, Fetral who who heard that that was kind of a ruse that was, uh, you know, put out by this this psychopathic farmer who is uh, possibly killing anybody who comes to investigate this. Um, do you guys want to plan on setting out to do what you want to do uh, and and do this job? Do you want to hang out and investigate this whole black market thing? What are you thinking? I don't know, Fetrol. What is uh, what's going on, Fetrol? <laughs> you got your mind when you fail your checks. I want that on a mug. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any anybody else uh, have an opinion? Dra dragon. I I choose dragon. I want to go see if there's dragons. I mean, I know that they're probably not. But oh, you know, you, you're pretty sure chance. there's definitely not. Yeah, but <laughs> if there's the tiniest chance, like maybe he dresses up as a dragon <laughs> and kills them. Like, okay. Well, I'm, 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 I really want to figure out what the hell's going on over here with uh, Farmer McStabby Pants pretending to be a dragon. Okay. I don't think anybody else is convinced. <laughs> um,. How uh how travel is the uh the job? Uh, so the one you get the, the whole follow the storm thing. Uh, so yeah. based on the directions you got, that's that's pretty deep inland, going away from the coast. Uh, so I mean, if you if you hoof it, it's probably a couple days. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just figured out how to play more. Nice, out of character. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm like I could I could add like how far away is the farmer stabbing? Uh, yeah. So you picked up enough to to kind of glean that. That is much closer. You could probably get there in less than a day. Okay, it's not in like the immediate no, 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 no. type thing. Okay. Um, I'm uh, I I'd like to to make a journey on this job someday, but uh, I'm open to uh exploring some some other things along the way it seems like the job has been there for quite some time so it may still be standing uh in the, in the uh future. it might it might still be i mean conceptually that means two people voted for the storm because i'm gonna yeah. follow so i mean you guys you guys can resolve that but like majority rules usually so if if you have a problem with it and you don't want to do it, like there's ways we can resolve that. Um, no, I'm game. Okay, Mo share. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that being said, did you guys, you know, have any interest in investigating this whole black market thing that's happening tonight, or do you just want to like? I've been convinced in character to go with. All right. Petrol, so and and Petrol wanted to go to the black market, right? No, Mitchell just wants to take off. Nope, I wanted to head off right, and follow right. the storm. So, yeah. so we're following right. the storm. Uh, uh, so that's yeah, a thing. Yeah. Let's um, the storm. Uh, so that's a nice little plot break, uh, and we're about halfway through the sesh. So I'm going to take a bathroom break, possibly get another drink. Uh, if anybody wants to do that, we're going to take probably like five ten minutes and come back. Uh, is that uh, over over by the uh, the hammer station? Is that the uh, dwarf you competed with last night? I was curious if I have any information about that magic uh, flask that he could share. Uh, no, yeah, like like last night he told you all the rest to know about it. Um, you know, he he found it on some errand that he was running for a for a local lord a while back. Uh, it was in some like abandoned cave that had been taken over by orcs, you know, and uh, it was just sitting in a big old pile of treasure that they had collected from the surrounding villages. Um, yeah, it was. He, he didn't know any, uh, any history about the uh, the magic. Yeah, I mean, he 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 found it. He, like he he was able to suss out this uh, magic word that uh, made it fill with mead. He knows it works about three times a day uh, before it kind of runs out and has to recharge. Uh, but that's about it. He's he's sussed out. Yep. You talking more? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, I think. Uh, I mean, this is all information he told you last night. Uh, I mean, this is the next day. I I, I think he and his party kind of took this off. Is or not within his character, though. Mosher is searching for more information about magic and how it works. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's it's kind of it's kind of all of a haze being last night when we were all drinking yeah, I mean, all night long. Let's let's say so. it this way: we can we can kind of retcon and say that you asked him all this last night. Um, so yeah, and for, uh, for, I guess out of character, I did say I was also asked if he was at a a stand nearby that we could ask him. Uh, he's not a stand. They, they his party all kind of took off uh, early in the morning. They had their own jobs. Something about kobolds that they wanted to go to. Uh, the, it must be a dwarf, so no, no need. <laughs> the previous night, though, uh, I think the what you could have gotten out of him, 
was that the, the you know the magical activation word was something that was inscribed in an old diet. Elephant. Yeah, uh was was I remember Elifar. was inscribed in some old dialect of Elvish uh on the bottom of the mug and he just found that and had to find somebody to translate it. And so that was that. Before we head out uh, to investigate the job lead in the semi-distant town of Orton, uh, did we uh, did we want to possibly secure any supplies for the journey or anything you want to do? You mean like uh, looking on the ground for spare change? Uh, like looking on the ground for spare change. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this and say that once you leave Gwendol Hill, you're probably not gonna come back just because like that's weird. Um, I mean, there's nothing stopping you. You can if you want to, but probably you're not going to swing back through this place. So, anything you want to do, do it now. I mean, uh, in character, I'd kind of just be, I'd be on my way. Okay. Uh, to my next. Is there a, is there um a provision shop to like pick up anything is that is that yeah so um i mean there's plenty of plenty of shops you can buy a lot of stuff um as basically as... looking for a healing potion okay something for healing um you can totally buy stuff like that um you can mm-hmm. you can find that in any other number of the market stalls there's actual permanent shops set up my question to you is how much mm-hmm. gold do you have to spend um do I actually tell you, or is oh, yeah, this yeah. a bargain? Like, like, oh, I have, yeah. third, I have a third gold pieces uh, from last night. Uh, I believe you also got 10 from your background, uh, so you should have a total of 40 right now. Oh, let me change that. All right, so 40. So you got 40 gold. All right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, okay, out of character. PHB, that's not enough to buy one. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're They're kind of expensive. Oh, okay. Uh, then no, 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 no. It's 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 yeah. fifty gold to buy. I one will say, pot. all right. I will say that you know because this is like a trade in town, and like you can you know find a lot of competition and people who are trying to you know make some deals. Um, you can probably find one for about twenty five gold if you wanted to buy a healing potion. No, no, no. I I don't know. Yeah, out of character. I'm just okay. I I understand the economy a bit more now. I think I got. Over overhyped because of my luck of I mean getting the thirty off the bat. If the DM says it's twenty five gold, I'm buying one for twenty five yeah. gold. Is that a good choice? Uh, All right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll 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 buy one. Yeah. For There's some undercutters out there. Okay. So you bought one. Uh, just write that down that you have a health potion. Uh, John, you also want one. I mean, Daniel. I'm gonna say this. This is. Do yeah. you also want to yeah. buy a potion? Yeah, I'll buy it. For okay, sure. yeah, because like twenty five gold, you you guys basically got these for free. Like you, like John, you found some chains on the floor of a bar, and like Brad won a fucking axe throwing competition. Um, so <laughs> yeah, a hammer throwing so, like, competition. They're practically broke. Yeah, so, this is, <laughs> so this is all gold you guys just got like bullshitting around last night. Uh, so yeah, so you guys both have bought a healing potion. Anybody else want anything in particular? Yes, uh, I'm, I'm new to uh, to adventuring. Is there anyone in our group that um, can think of any uh, supplies that they might recommend that I pick up here before we, we set off on this journey? The majority of backgrounds include like a sleeping bed. 
yeah with their background so like the majority of people are not gonna like dms are not gonna require you to have a tent and a fire making kit and require us to go get firewood beforehand you're you're probably fine yeah i I guess out of character i was just it seemed like chris or the dm was was making a point to remind us that we probably won't be coming back and this is like a you know well-populated marketplace so i wasn't sure if that was like a Maybe you should get something here that you might not find yeah, other places. No, I was, just, I was just making sure just to just to be safe. Like, I mean, you guys, are, <laughs> you guys are going off to another town that like it's going to have supplies and stuff. So it's just like, it's not a huge deal. I've got my uh, I've got my pack. Um, then I'm I'm good and I'm set off. Right. Uh, I mean, my my main thing is like, hey, yeah, this place has like a thriving black market economy that you can go investigate, but but also you you guys don't have the gold to actually afford anything there right now, so that's kind of a moot point. Um, like, you could steal some shit, I guess, but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's not really a thing uh, yeah. and And also it would be kind of hard. So if everybody's good to set off, we can set off. Yep. I'm good. All right. Nice. Um, so we're going to say, you know, just for the sake of keeping things consistent, uh, that you guys are probably going to hang out. You're going to spend another night at the end here. Um, courtesy if of, of Marquez. If we're going to hang out and stay another night, then we might as well go to the night market. I think the whole reason I was trying to convince everybody to leave right away was to not stay in. Okay. Night. Well, you can leave. You can, you can leave right away. I mean, either way, this is going to be like a, a two-day journey, so it's not like oh hey you have to leave by you know noon to get there by by dark because that's not going to happen. Like you guys are going to be camping out a couple times, going there. Huh. Um, but you wanted to leave right away. That's fine. Is everybody else okay with that? I mean, I'll take. Brad all the said long he'll rest take, take all the long rest he can take. I mean, you you have nothing to get from a long rest now. So what do yes, you I do. What, <laughs> what do you get? You haven't spent any hit points or anything. I spent a divine okay. sight. Yeah, sure. You, I mean, you spent a divine sight last night what? in the yeah. bar. You already had, a long, had a long rest. Yeah, strong cast. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yes. If we're staying here again, then do we just go to the? Bar uh, I mean, that's up to you guys. Like, you guys can leave right now. But okay. I thought. Okay. That was okay. Then. Cool. So. You pack up, you get everything, you bought your healing potions, uh, and you have set off on adventure. Um, and you're going along the road, and the road that you're walking down is uh, pretty well-traveled. Like, this is a major trade route uh, between Waterdeep and lands further inland. Uh, I mean, there's you occasionally will pass caravans or pass other travelers or new traveling merchants or whatnot. Like, this isn't by any means a dangerous stretch of road out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so the first day passes kind of swiftly. You guys don't set off until about noon. You go for, you know, six, seven hours until it gets dark. You set up camp, uh, back up next day. You start trucking again. And it's the next day that you, that you're heading East that you kind of come to a river crossing where there's a, there's a river running North South that you have to get across. And for whatever reason, 
the bridge that's normally, you know, here across the river seems to be out. Like something, something just completely like, yeah, like something completely like thrashed this bridge. Maybe there's a flood. Maybe who knows, Uh, but you can storm. Perhaps a storm. Um, but there is, uh, you know, this river that you come to, and you guys should be seeing that about now, where the bridge has kind of fallen. Uh, Are we north or south? What's that? Um, Are we on the so north let's or say, south side? I mean, north is like over here, and you're coming from the the east or the the west, so you're coming from this direction. So you're. Okay. We're coming up this bridge, and you know it's not uh, a very deep river, uh, and you can probably kind of wade across really easily. But as you come up to it, you you start hearing uh, this guy call out, and you see him, and he's kind of off on this this boulder that's in the middle of this uh, this rushing river uh, off to your left, and he's uh, kind of an older gentleman. He looks to be wearing kind of a like a you know like a friar's or a a clergyman's uh, kind of robes. He looks kind of like a monk, like a not like scary adventuring monk, but just like a, a you know your your average celibate silent monk. Uh, he's not over there. What is your yeah, name? It, that guy, and he's standing out of there. Uh, there are some who call me the... Tim. It's first Monty Python reference. I'm surprised to <laughs> that one. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, this guy's chilling on this boulder in the middle of the river, and he's calling out, and he's kind of holding his leg, and seems to be seems to be injured in some way. He's got like a pack behind him, and a few scattered uh, articles uh, around him. It looks like he he might have like fallen or tried to get across the river and slipped. Uh, but he's up there and just calling out and saying, "Oh, please, someone, someone, help me! I I can't." Um, so, uh, Carrick's rolled athletics. Um, and I, I kind of. Oh, okay. Nice. okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say like you don't want to roll things unless I ask you to because you might fuck it up. Um, however, yeah, he's out there on the rock, uh, calling out and looks at you and says, "Oh, you th- thank thank the gods, thank the gods that someone's come. Uh, you please, I, I slipped trying to get across the river and uh, I I believe my leg is broken. Could could you?" Could you assist Can me? I roll per- perception or investigation in some way to just determine if if his claim even seems realistic? Uh, yeah, that'd be insight. Or uh, well, actually, insight or perception. Pick one. Insight or perception. I'm gonna pick insight because my bonus is better. Okay. Um. Insight, yeah. Um, you look at him, and he's calling out. Uh, and even though he, you would think that after being stuck in this river, like he'd look at you guys, like coming up, and like he'd be relieved, and you know he's saved and whatnot. Um, but he he doesn't really look relieved. He looks nervous. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Soulgrade, you were uh, saying. Hark, traveler! We have come. We will save you. Oh, oh! Thank you, good son. Uh, oh. I, I'm gonna look at Solgrid under my breath and say, "What do you want me to do? Throw you at him?" You're not that large, exactly. But I am <laughs> that large. I'm not. I can't throw you. Would could I roll a athletics for swimming? Yeah, 
You totally could. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I, I will say this though. You're wearing plate mail. Um, uh, officially speaking, <laughs> dwarves are not uh, worn down by mail, by plate. Like heavy armor. Even if you're in, even if you're trying to swim, I'm saying their movement is not changed yeah. by okay. wearing mail. I mean, is there anybody else who who could do it that you could convince in your lawful goodness to go help this guy? What I'm gonna look at the party and ask, how are we gonna help him? I mean, the the more realistic option is I would tell him to jump in the water. And the three of us would attempt to catch him a la Red Robin. Because, oh wait, yes, so we, we chain would chain up. up on the bridge okay. itself. Because the way that the water looks, that it is running, it is towards the bridge. So he is technically upstream. So we would catch him a la Red Robin. It's a reasonable plan. Uh, yeah. I'm, Except I that no every one of us has to pass a strength check. Or we would have to pass check. a group. We would have to pass a group check. Okay. Yeah. I um I have no armor. That mm. uh that adds an that wouldn't matter. That's up to the DM to decide what the threshold would be for us. So what do you what are you guys thinking? I think that we're all on board for it, and we're waiting for you to say something. All right. So basically, what I'm understanding is you want to you want to form like a human chain. Across the we ran into the bridge. Look, look, look. Only two of us are humans. You don't gotta use that kind of exclusionary <laughs> language. <laughs> okay. Uh you, you want to form a humanoid chain across uh the remnants of the bridge and catch this guy if he jumps in the water? It would only be approximately half of the land bridge. Yeah. Um all right. I mean I'm 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 down if that's what you guys want to do. i I feel like that's where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does it matter who's where in the mm, chain? Probably not. In in okay. in that scenario, uh, I, I would want I I would probably tell the bard and uh, no, I'd be the only one in the middle. I'd be the closest to the middle. I'm sorry. Can we go back to what people are? Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a bard, we have a John, paladin, we have John a and fighter, I are. Correct? We have right. Yeah. So the pal the it, paladin, it, and the stop. fighter would be in the middle. Stop! You have not gotten an answer to your question. We have a dragonborn fighter, a human fighter, sorcerer, a dragonborn sorcerer, a human fighter, a dwarf, you, whatever you are, and then a human paladin. Okay. Yes. So uh, I apologize. Then it would be the fighter and the uh, paladin in the middle, with the bard and the sorcerer on the outsides. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, um, so here's how this is going to work. <laughs> I asked him before he jumps. Can you do what? Out of character. Um, uh, before he jumps, uh, can we tell if his pack behind him seems uh, like it would keep the items safe if they went? Um, make a perception check. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, everything seems real secure. Awesome. Um, all right. So you you guys have formed this plan. You're going to form this human chain. You're going to ask him to jump, uh, and it, it takes some kind of hemming and hawing on his part. But you're like you've you've got him to work up the courage, and he's going to do it. 
Uh, and so you kind of wade into this water and it's moving pretty quickly. It's kind of, you know, the drawing coming. makes it look like there's still very much a like passable Ford yeah. here. Is that accurate? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's as accurate as I can get it because like, there's only so many river maps that I can download in short notice. <laughs> so the answer is um, yes or no. Like, are we standing so on a Ford in the middle of the river trying to catch him if he jumps in? It's fordable. It's, I mean, on a human or, you know, a dragonborn, a, a somewhat of normal height. Sorry. Um, don't want to be ableist. Um, I'm someone, I'm someone <laughs> of like humanish height range. Uh, yes, that's, that's all stuff. Uh, it's going to come up to about, you know, you're just like above your knee, mid thigh kind of situation on Brad uh, for the dwarf. It's going to be about waist high, a little higher than waist high. Um, so I'm going to have everybody make a dexterity save just to make sure everybody can keep their footing doing this. And it's going to be, it's not going to be high. Is, is it going to be an advantage because we're all linked together? Uh, yeah. Let's say dexterity save at advantage. So everybody roll. All right. Uh, God. Brad, that's terrible. All right. Um, okay. Mo share. You're good. Um. Uh, uh, okay. How do, I don't um, know how to do it. Roll twice, uh, or at the top of your character okay. sheet where you're clicking on the thing, it says advantage, uh -huh. normal, or disadvantage, like right in the middle, right below your character name and. Ooh, okay. No, he he rolled twice. He's good. Uh, right. yeah. John is the dexterousest motherfucker uh, that you've ever seen. Uh. This nails it. He can, he can um, find change in a bar, and he can stand in yeah, a river. Yeah, John. <laughs> John is shit together. Yeah, if we're John not is... careful, I'm going to start getting attracted to you, John. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look! You, 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 sly, sly bastard! I am no Marquez. <laughs> you can't convince me. <laughs> I am no Marquez. Um, uh. So no, John does such a damn good job that he saves Solgrid's ass because Solgrid would have just been carried away by that river. Um, but everybody's laying together, and John has Solgrid's arm. He slips, manages to pull him back up, but you guys are uh, right there in the river. And then I'm going to ask everybody to do a perception Lucky. check. All right, you sly bastard. Carrick, uh, I... make sure you turn yours off of disadvantage. I asked if I could. It's, it's the first yeah, yeah. roll. First roll. Um, cool, cool. And then Kristen. I wanted to do one, and you said inside. Um, you guys move out in the river. You guys link arms. Ready? And uh, you see uh, your friend over here uh, looks like a cleric. He's ready, uh, and he's working on the nerve, and he's about to jump off. Fetral, you just think you you see something out the corner of your eye, like just as he's about to jump off. Um, the Kind of the you know the bushes over here on this on the riverbank, uh, they seem to kind of rustle a little bit, but it's probably like a squirrel or something. Uh, you know, it's kind of lightly, but uh, yeah, you just think you see something on the corner of your eye. Wait, 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 wait! What was that? What was that? I'm a I'm a look at the bushes and point. I have, I have one hand up to the cleric and I'm pointing at the and, bushes and the that I saw. It's like there's. there's uh, I'm stuck. There's no time. I, I have to go now. Let me jump. Let me. And, and he's and he's moving to jump. All right. Water. So 
Since, and, since uh, we said she, that I was at one end of the chain, I'm assuming that I'm at the end closer to him since I'm seeing this, but yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm over here then. Uh, I mean, and yeah, then John and Solgrid are in the middle and then Mosher is, is on the Ford itself. Yeah, more or less. Okay. I, I'm 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 still gonna tell him to wait until we know what's over there in the bushes because Yeah. I would I, I don't like that shit. To, to go. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna say wait. Alright. Uh so you tell him to wait. Alright. Uh so you're right there. Who is on the other end of the chain? Mosher. Okay. Um so tell you what. Fetchel, Mosher, both of you guys are going to make a uh, dexterity save. Fuck you. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Ooh, That's right. Hey. 20 yeah. right. 16. And so as soon as Fetral, uh calls out that there might be something rustling in the bushes, um, everybody kind of looks over that direction. And it's almost uh, like in slow motion. And Fetral and Mosher, you guys both hear it uh, before you see it. And you hear like this, this kind of whooshing sound as uh, two arrows just rush out of the bush uh, right past your head or your chest, and they come within like a foot, and you just like, just you being extra aware lets you manage to dodge these um, as they're coming at you. And really, just immediately after that, uh, these two guys pop out from behind the bushes here, and there's two archers that kind of roll out forward. So right here, I'm making them much more larger, so they're more visible. Uh, and there's these two archers over here, and the, the cleric uh, who is kind of you know, you, you see the cleric on the rock who is you know was was very nervous before, kind of trying to convince himself to jump in the river, and he just like looks really disappointed and like just stands up. It's not you know even pretending that his leg's broken anymore. Uh, and looks at you, and everybody's going to roll initiative because we're in combat. Can I reactionary right. um, fire an arrow back at disadvantage because I'm flailing about in a river? Or I didn't have my bow readied? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm going to say whatever. I'm gonna say no to that one. Fine. Initiative right. rolling. So we have Soul Grid. You've got 18. Man, you guys are rolling low. Uh, Mosher is going to have a 3. Oh, my 18 God. isn't hot low. Oof. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody three. else. Uh, <laughs> Dan, four. Uh, Chris, can you en enter the uh, initiative? Because I can't figure out how to select my token. Bef oh, I have to select my token before rolling initiative? Yes, yeah, so uh, you yeah. click on your token and then click the macro. Um, I mean, it's, it's fine. Do you guys, like, need that up there or... I, I doesn't matter to me as long. It as mainly matters for you as the DM. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, Daniel, Kristen, uh, do you guys have what is your dexterity score? My dex is fourteen, so plus two. Okay, yeah, hers is Daniel, plus two. His is plus one. Okay, so Kristen, you're gonna be before Daniel. Okay. <laughs> um. So we are. Uh, in combat, you guys have been ambushed by some brigands as you're trying to cross this bridge. Um, Cleric was full of shit, uh, but he's there on the island. These two archers are over here on the side of the river. Uh, across from you, you guys are all still kind of in the middle trying to ford this river. 
with water up to your mid thigh or you know your waist in the case of the dwarf, and um, they they tried to get a shot off at you, didn't really work out. Uh, for the purposes of this particular combat, we're going to call this guy over here Archer One. Uh, on the north side, this guy over here is going to be Archer Two. Then we're going to have the cleric here on the rock. Uh, and the first person up in the order is going to be Brad, aka Soulgrid. What are you doing? Uh, that's going to be four movements to be within range, which should be my, which should be good. Yep. Okay. And then I'm going to attack. All right. Go ahead and roll it. Uh, roll my Warhammer. Yes. Uh, Warhammer 18 is absolutely gonna hit, so you take that Warhammer and you just swing it at him. You don't quite knock the bow out of his hands, but uh, he has been startled. Uh, and you swacked him pretty good with a 7 on bludgeoning damage. Alright. Uh, anything else you can do in your turn? Mm. Mm, I don't think so, no. Alright. So, we got him... Uh, next up in the order, we're going to have our cleric friend. And he actually is does seem to be a cleric. So he is going to target, uh, I believe, the person closest to him, which is going to be Petrol. Correct. Because you are, you're right there in the front of the chain. So he is going to target you with Sacred Flame. Uh, can I? Is it possible for me to do? What did you? Uh, your reaction to the pressure fighter thing? Uh, can... No. Uh, this mainly because like this is pretty difficult terrain, and it's gonna be hard for you to get close enough. Uh, you're not really like in range, gotcha. and also the particular attack he's doing is a magical attack, which is not something you can really block uh, with a shield. So uh, he's just gonna do that. Okay. Uh, Sacred Flame is a, a cantrip that does not roll to hit. I mean, I think he is, he is in range because he's he was, based on Brad's movement, he was closer to me in the chain. Okay. But I mean, it's, it's magic I anyway. It's not I, yeah, no, I agree with the rest, but he was still connect. He was physically touching me at the moment, well, just so you know. Uh, in that case, if he if he does anything physical, we can we can deal with that. But for right now, he is Sacred Flaming you. Sacred Flame is a 60-foot reach. Even though yeah. I'm literally standing in water? It's Holy Fire. Whatever. Uh, so the Cleric's going to cast Sacred Flame. Uh, Kristen slash Fetral there. Do you want to go and make a dexterity saving throw? Do I want to? Yes. Okay. But will that's, I? <laughs> no. Uh, that's not going to save, so we're just going to go back to our original roll and do three damage because that's a pretty reasonable number. Uh, uh -huh. So... You don't make that save. He does do three. Next up in the order, we are going to have Archer number one, which is this guy over here, who's going to go ahead and pivot a little bit and take a shot at the uh, heavily armored dwarf who's attacking his friend and rolls against you, Solgrid. And that's going to be an 18 to hit. My AC is 18. Yes, so attacker wins ties, so he is going to hit you. Uh, and that's going to be uh, 1d6 of piercing damage, which he rolled a 1 on. So you take a whole whopping 1 point of damage from that, just barely grazes your shoulder or something. You get um, him in that pauldron. I'm going uh, to refute the, the, D, the DM at this moment. Okay. 
I thought it was Defender wins ties. All right, hang on. We're pausing to, to double check this. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to redo that whole thing. <laughs> because, <Brad's laughs> like right. I said, Shocking. I don't have all the answers. Uh, I've probably done this wrong for years then because I have always played at the attacker wins ties. Um, cool. All right, so going back to the top, he's going to roll an 18 uh, to hit. What's your AC, Brad? 18. 18. So uh, he does not actually get you. The uh, arrow just goes straight on by, just barely grazes your armor. Doesn't do uh, any damage at all. Next up, we're going to have archer number two, which is this bad boy right here. Uh, and he's actually going to try to take a step backwards because he's pretty intimidated. Uh, so what he's going to do is kind of yeah, right over here and move out of your range, which of course gives Brad an opportunity attack. If you'd like to roll that. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, seven is just not going to do it. He just is too quick and nimble for you to get out of the way. Uh, sidebar for Daniel and Carrick, since this is a great moment to teach this. Um, if you're engaged in close quarters combat with somebody, like if you're within five feet or so of them and they or you hold. hold what hold i'm holding give me like 10 seconds to read no you are correct go on to the php if the total of the roll plus modifiers equals or exceeds the target's ac the target hits so you're right. So Chris. so you do it. And Brad's yeah. Wrong. So we can go back to the beginning, and I am wrong. You hit. God, God damn it. Okay. Um. Why you Why you gotta be this way, Brad? Why you gotta be so awful make... good all the time? <laughs> because it's not just the character. Oh, this is okay. You're supposed to play a character that's something you aren't. Okay. 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 All right. F fuck it. I'm leaving all this in. Um, oh, so, damn. I'm, I'm going to be like a fucking idiot in the damn <laughs> recording. You yeah, suck. I, I, okay, I, I'm, I'm leaving it all in because I don't want to try to do this a third time. We've established now that I was correct. Attack wins ties on this one. Um, so, retroactively, we're going to say that, Solgrid, you take one damage from that arrow. Okay. I would like to point out that we had an argument three times about you taking one damage. Wait. Um, <laughs> that is the tone this game is going to take. Um, anyway, Garrett Daniel, when you are in close quarters with somebody uh, within like melee striking range, and they choose yeah. to move, like they're moving, they're getting out of the way, uh, you get to do what's called an opportunity attack, this where whenever they move, you in reverse. If you yes. are moving away from them without disengaging from combat, continue, Chris. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can take an opportunity attack, which means you immediately get to roll an attack roll against them as normal, do damage. Uh, yeah. I failed that attack. I got right. a seven, which means, like, outside of the weakest of enemies, I failed. Yeah. He is He is not going to hit on that seven. Uh, so that was that guy's turn. Next in the order, we have... Fine. Um... So I can use so dagger. Going I can back. Go ahead and roll. Kristen. Kristen, it's your turn. What are you doing? Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna 
do half of my movement to climb up on this rock because okay. it's difficult terrain. We've established that. Yes. And my dagger and stab at him. Okay. Rolled in. Does it yeah. Uh, very, very much so. Uh, roll damage. <laughs> roll six piercing damage. Yeah. So you uh, you swing that out and you just gut shot him before he even has time to react and just uh, you stick him pretty well. Um, and he's uh, he's bleeding. Uh, so next in the order we have John. What are you doing? Uh, is the clerics within, like, I so guess... So from you, the reach? cleric is about 20 feet of difficult terrain away. So you couldn't reach him in one okay. turn if you were trying to hit him with your sword. Um, yeah. My map, my map is, like, I'm not seeing icons or nothing, so I don't All, have any yeah, Also, yeah. Chris, so his uh, token isn't on this map yet. Oh. Yeah, you, yeah. You I forgot. We gotta, we gotta fix that. Um, gosh, I knew this is gonna be a rough one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I think he's he's. I think he should be like somewhere. I mean, he'd be he'd be on the bridge that we're currently standing on, which in terms of distance is 25, 20 feet. With difficult terrain, would be halved. He's out of range. He's he's where I'm pinging right now, Chris. Okay. Uh huh. And so he he is difficult terrain from everybody, but he's 20, 20 feet of difficult terrain from the cleric. Okay. Can I? Okay, then I would like to scramble up out of the because if I'm basically yes. in the water. Uh, I would like to get up and position myself uh, just up of that. Uh, what was uh, there any guy uh, over there? So yeah, you're. Um, I mean, if you're if you're right here, like you're right, you're pretty close to the riverbank itself, which you get up to. Um, mm -hmm. You're you're pretty. You know, you have these two archers back over here uh, on the opposite riverbank. They're yeah, they're they're pretty about equidistant uh, from you. Uh, they're the same distance from you that the cleric is, basically. Uh, so, okay, yeah, uh, you can probably get pretty close to one of those, but not necessarily close enough to attack, just because you're in the difficult terrain. But all right, Th then uh, I I don't want to get super duper close, but I also want to ready my shield. So yeah. basically, yeah, get you can do that. The, uh, get your shield out for sure. And uh, ready okay. my shield and sword. <laughs> anyway, that being said, yeah, you get up there, you ready your sword and shield. Uh, so last up in the order, we are going to have Moshare. What are you doing? You can, yeah. Well, if you I have like rain stuff, you can hit basically any of these guys right now. No problem. Yeah. Um. I well, actually, one second. I was gonna do a fireball, yeah. but uh, actually, I'll look that out a little later. I'm going to shoot at the uh, closest. Okay, Archer. that one. What are you doing? Shooting a fireball. Like fireball? Ball. Fireball. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Like, you should, you should not have that spell. Uh, fireball. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead and roll the hit with that. <laughs> okay. What do I roll? What do I roll? Um, like? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, fireball is a cantrip, right? Yeah, yeah, fireball is a cantrip. It, we probably don't have it programmed into your character sheet yet. 
Uh, however, it. Well, I have it in yeah, my sheet. Just I not just, uh, so it'd be a. Oh, wait. Maybe, maybe, oh, there we go. It, hey, okay, there we go. At all, it should be clickable. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that is uh, that's clicking. 14 to hit. That is going to hit him. Uh, so go ahead and roll your damage on like that. Like in the actual chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and so that's uh, six Big points damage. of fire damage. Yeah, it splashes him right in the chest. Like uh, his uh, cloth covering his leather armor is very much on fire right now. Nice. How about the uh, plants uh, nearby? Uh, I think I think they're fine for for the time being, but uh, yeah, he is singed, and that means we're going back to the top of the order. Solgrid, what's uh, up? It will move fifteen feet closer to the uh, the second archer, I believe, technically. Yeah, archer two. Uh, and then I'm going to attack with my Warhammer. Okay, roll it. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. That's going to damage. Uh, so you swing in a hit this time, and you feel a couple ribs crack under the weight of your Warhammer as so you just pound it into the side of him. And uh, he is not looking great anymore like uh he, he's definitely kind of limping favor in one side he he's he's having a bad time can uh, i move one step closer um you can if you're engaged and in range though he's gonna get a opportunity attack though well, I would, I would, uh, no, he's not. I only, am only like, if he, if only, only if you're, yeah, moving to, yeah, moving I am, yeah, 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 I am only assuming I'm like getting closer to them. Getting closer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, you can do so that. I'm more in the way than I was before. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Okay. Just getting in the way. Yes. Uh, all right. So cleric, uh, is going to go. And he's got a mace on him that he's going to use and try to swing at you over there, Fetchel. Me? Me, because you're right in front of him in his face. Uh, yeah. And he's going to get a... We shouldn't have asked for help then. Probably shouldn't have. Uh, he's going to get a six. He's going to get a 16 to hit. <laughs> 16 to hit. Does that do it? Yes, of course it does. My AC is like 12. Yeah. I'm squishy cool. as uh, fuck. Yeah, he's going to do five damage. I have Ooh. one hit point Ooh. left. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um. Oh, God. Hey, I have. All right. Oh, actually, well, sorry. I uh, out of character. Apologies. Um, I have uh, mage armor. That. Oh no, they're out of reach. Never yeah. Mind. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> mage armor's over here. Am I within yeah. reach? I'm I'm thirty feet of difficult terrain away from you, Mosher. I can't you can't help me. I'm fucked. Sorry. I uh, might roll the first death stay alive. of the game. I I genuinely <laughs> might have teared up just now. Yeah. Hey. Really, honestly, that is. Hey, hey, Kristen. I'm not gonna kill you right here. I promise. Um, I'm not gonna kill you in game one. I'm mean. uh, Anyway. Uh, I feel like, I feel like no one that. can deny the fact that <laughs> that was absolutely because we're married and for no other reason. Hey, no, I I was talking to Carrick and Daniel before the game started. I was like, I'm not going to kill you guys in the first couple of games. That's bullshit, and I'm not going to do it. I, I've given this to everybody except Brad. because Yeah, but you were <laughs> talking to new players at the time. 
time. I knew yeah. what I was doing when I created a character with nine hit points. Yes. I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, so you're up there. He he went ahead and hit you. Uh, this archer is going to go, and just because I'm being super nice, he's also going to go ahead and attack the paladin over here. Uh, uh, that very, very much does not hit because your armor class is 18. Yes. He misses wide. Uh, then we have second archer who is going to get desperate and he's going to switch weapons and he's going to put away his longbow and try to get out this short sword that he has strapped to his waist, but that's going to take his whole turn. Uh, cause switching, switching weapons is an action for sure. Um, so plot armor. Yep, and also plot armor. Uh, so that means next, Kristen slash Fetra, Fetral, you get to go. I really just wanted him to not attack me back so that I could start shooting at the other guys. But I'm also That'd kind nice. of fucked because I'm hurt now. So let me double mm -hmm. check my, my actual abilities. I am going to use Cast Cure Wounds on myself. Oh, you have a cure one? Yeah, I have. I have okay, one. cool. So I'm going to use one of my level one spell slots and cast okay. cure wounds on myself. Okay. Um, I clicked all of the things and it should have done it. Since it's not, I just roll your... a D8 plus my spell casting modifier, which is uh, there we go. Oh, Oof. sorry. That was oh. that wasn't fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, spellcasting modifier. So I got. Well, no, no, I got three hit points back when I yeah. only have nine so hit got... points to begin with. That's a third of my health. That's actually not that bad. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you get your three hit points back. So you're back up to a total of four. Um, so you're you're looking pretty good with that four hit points. Man, I forgot how much level one characters suck. Um, so <laughs> that was your turn, Kristen. Um, unless I can disengage, but I don't think I can when I chose my action. Nah, no. Something. So yeah, no, I'm gonna stay right black, here. So. Okay. So then we're going to John. What are you doing, John? You're you're you can get within rain within striking distance of this guy for sure. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's. I'm coming out with him. Uh, and, and swing All right, my sword. so uh, John comes up, closes the distance with the second archer on the bank, uh, and go ahead and roll to attack that sword in. Whoa, we shit, go. we got a crit. Uh, so uh, what happens when you get a crit is you absolutely hit him, and you also roll double damage. Um, so go ahead and click longsword in the chat and just do that twice, and we're going to add those up. Cool. Uh, well, no, it, it automatically did the double damage for you, I guess. Oh, oh, I I, I forgot to do that. Uh, yeah, so you're gonna get 14, and tell you what, that is absolutely gonna take care of uh, whatever health this guy had left. Uh, and so you get the honor of the first kill in this game. Oh, yeah. And uh, occasionally, uh, Usually, once a fight, what I like to do when this happens is when you strike the killing blow, I'm going to ask you how you want to do this. And you describe to me uh, precisely how you kill this fucker. Okay. Uh, I run up to him, uh, and he is so intimidated by the <laughs> chest that he 
kind of drops his bow and arrow, and I just, I, because I just exploded at him, because I also have the high intimidation, uh, well, high for level one, uh, just this maniac screaming at him, and just stab him real quick, right, right, right in the, uh, right. All right, the stab him in the neck, it goes through him, and, uh, like, severs his jugular, like, blood spurts out, like, he tries to clutch his neck, but dude's already on the floor, and he is dead. So yeah, uh, then you get the first kill of the game. Congrats. Uh, nice. So that was you. Uh, yeah, Mo share. What are you doing? I, I, would, I would like to cast now. Go for it. All right. Sorry, out of character. Um, am I able to cast the same spell? Oh times, yeah, no. So to, if like... anything is in your cantrip section, that you can do those an unlimited amount of times. Uh, you can do this all day. Uh, things that are leveled spells, like oh. level 1, level, level 2, you get a certain number of casts of those per long rest that's going to change depending on your level. Uh, so, yeah, you should have you should have a couple of level 1 spells at this point, but I believe that's, that's all you got. You should have a couple spell slots. Um, but, yeah. Then, uh, let's... Uh... All right, um, I am going to actually cast uh, Chill Touch. Okay. Uh, is that one of your? Oh, at I'm sorry. At the uh, it's a it's one of cantrips. So I'm casting a okay. cleric. Okay, cleric. And just to be clear, uh, Chill Touch. What's the? It's a necromancy. Cantrip. What's the range on that though? Uh, 100, oh shit! Okay. Feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty three. Absolutely hits. So That's an awkwardly named cantrip. Yeah, so it's like a it it was named touch, so I was like that seems like a close spell, but yeah. Uh, and so um so I create a ghastly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range, make a range spell attack against the creature, blah 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 blah. Hit the target one D eight necrotic Ooh. damage and can't regain hit points until the start of Oh, that's Next really turn. good. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll that damage. Nice. Uh, yeah, this uh, ghastly skeletal hand just kind of comes out of nowhere and grin, let's say, grips this guy right around the neck and he kind of freaks out about it. Um, but uh, next up in the order, we are going to have the other archer who is still on the bank and he's going to turn and he realizes he's got a caster in the midst, so he's going to turn and try to shoot at you, uh, Mosher. So he's going to roll against you uh, at an 18 against your AC, which I think hits you. Yeah, yeah. That like, I'd be surprised if your AC was uh, higher than that. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to roll you. Whew, that's going to be a whole six damage. Like he gets a pretty solid hit on you. It's like run the gun. I think you're, you're you're still pretty good so far, though. How many uh, hit points do you have? Uh, well, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. He hits me for six. Ooh. Wow, I, uh, I three have left. three okay. left. This no. is, uh, yeah, this is a... This is a, <laughs> this is a rough one, but I, I swear you guys are going to make it. Uh, it's gut shot, but you're going to survive. Um, that means next up in the order, because the other guy is dead, we're going to have patrol up your back. Are we sure that, uh, are we sure that second archer is not just... Uh, uh, yep, he was, he, his, his body's there covered in blood. He's very much, very much dead. Patrol, uh, you back? No. I am. Okay. Patrol, what I are you doing? It's your turn. In the chat of the roll 20. Um, I really don't want to clear. 
kill this cleric because I want to question him because I feel like he was really nervous about us fucking up this plan, which means that there might be some good and left in him. And I don't want to kill him. So, okay. what are my options to not kill him? Ah, uh, I mean, you're not going to kill him outright. It would be really hard. I mean, you can get him unconscious if you attack him. I'd, I'd like to try to get him unconscious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want to question him. Yeah, so attack him if you want. Um, okay, I'm going to attack him again then. Okay, roll it. Yeah, absolute hit. Roll that damage. Yeah, uh, you stick him uh, pretty good. Like, you know, that knife slides right between his ribs. Uh, Why does and he, he have double- more hit points than me? Sorry, I'm up. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> because this was supposed to be a challenging encounter. Um, uh, and he doubles over in pain, and he's kind of starting to bleed out a little bit. He's still standing, but he's not looking great at all. Um, so then we're going to John. John, what are you doing? You're within range that you can come and attack this other archer. Let's go and, uh, yeah, let's go attack uh, the other archer. All right. You going to go up and, and thwack him with your sword? Uh, yeah, I feel like that's that's the best course of action because I, I right. believe with so you run. that uh, we need to save this clay. There's, not, there's something fishy going on. Yeah, uh, you go up and uh, you roll. Yeah, roll hit him. Yeah, absolute hit him. Uh, right. Roll some damage for me. All right, and slashes him uh, kind of right across the upper arm. Kind of moves to drop his bow a little bit, but he is uh, he's he's certainly he's certainly taking a hit there. Uh, so that means we're down to Moshe next. What are you doing there? I cast. All right, I'm going to cast. Um, or I'd like to cast magic. Ooh, missile. okay, okay. Um, and so yeah, that one is one you do not have to roll to hit, uh, and you're just going to roll damage on it. Is that your first level spell? All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is. Uh, that's just three d four that you're going to roll. Okay, so that's two, two, and three. All right. So yeah, you launch off in these like magical spheres of light, just uh, you know, just fly forth from your hand, and they looks like heat-seeking missiles that come in and uh, just nail this guy, and he kind of recoils back at the sting of each one of them, um, and kind of drops his bow to the ground. Uh, so for the time being, he is unarmed but still standing. Uh, and then we're going back to uh, Solgrid. Both one archer still up, yes? Yes, so the, the guy that uh, Mosher just hit with Magic Missile, he has been disarmed. Yeah, I am only one step away, so yeah. I can do that. Uh, uh, so I will take two forward, mm-hmm. turn toward him, and do an attack. Yeah, smack him. Yeah, that hits, uh, and he, you know, he's already disarmed, like, he already looks scared as fuck. Uh, and you just take that hammer, and not feeling your remorse for this guy that tried to rob you, take it, just bring it down, uh, right on top of this poor bastard, uh, and, you know, you hear bones shattering underneath it. 
as he just falls limp to the earth and that guy's gone. Um, he has died. Yes. Was that a problem? <laughs> I'm also like stuck on this island with I this. Yeah. yeah, so next turn uh, is the cleric. I can get right here where I currently am on the map mm -hmm. with two squares of difficult, difficult terrain. Um, so you're saying you can get within range of them on your turn? That you still have? Yes. Okay. I mean, you can't attack him again, but sure, go ahead. If he splits right. his movement, if you let him do the five feet of yeah. non-difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. terrain and then attack and okay. then move again. Then yeah, he's fine. Then I'm here on, in terms of uh, positioning. All right, you ford that river, you get up there and flank him. Uh, Cleric's turn is next. Uh, he's not feeling really great, so he's going to take a last dipped effort to just, like, uh, just take his mace out and swing as hard as he can across you. Uh, he's going to be rolling a disadvantage, though, because he's... Who is hurt. you? Who is what? You said he's swinging at you. Who? Me or Brad? Uh, you. Me? Not Brad. Yes. He, he is swinging at federal. federal. He's swinging Beast at federal. federal. <laughs> yes, he is swinging at federal. Um, so swings at you in a last ditch effort. Um, Twelve versus AC does not hit, correct? Um, yeah, but barely. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. Okay, cool. Uh, then yeah, he you managed to nimbly dodge out of the way. His mace completely misses you. Nimbleness uh, had nothing to do with it. AC's three. <laughs> Um, I, I'm trying to make you look better here, okay? Uh, look, but then look, I know it is, that I'm sexy. You don't have to make me <laughs> yeah. look good. Uh -huh. It is your turn next. He's not looking so hot. Okay, I still don't want to kill him, so how do I just knock him out? Like, how do I just knock him out? Um, attack him again. I you, don't yeah, want I, to I don't kill think... him! Yes. Okay, so for... to As a refresher for everybody, instant death in... D&D usually only happens one way. And That's that is if, their yeah. Yeah. If you if you can manage to hit them for enough damage that it goes into the negative by as much as their total hit points. So like if you're if you have an enemy with 25 total hit points, if you can get them to negative 25 in a single hit, it's an instant death. Okay. Uh, which is really hard to do at a low level almost impossible um so i'm gonna say Kristen, go ahead and hit him you're gonna be fine okay i just don't want to have to use my second spell slot and only spell slot to stabilize him and i also didn't hit him anyway because i only rolled this yeah you <laughs> yeah you don't do great uh some somehow he uh just skirts that dagger slice and then we're going to go to uh, John. You're on the riverbank up here. Yeah. Uh, you're not really in range. And I would say with uh, Fetral and uh, Solgrid both flanking this guy, like it's not necessarily going to be worth your time to try to get over there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's up to you. Like you can it's try to pull out your longbow. The or... there. Yeah, like like he's just there. He's already flanked. Oh, okay, cool. I, 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 I sit down and enjoy the show. Yeah, okay, go, go, go. Uh, 
that's probably your best bet at this point. Um, then we're gonna go to Moshare. You got something for him? Yeah, another fire. Yeah, fire go bolt. ahead. Yep, and swings wide. Gosh, I'm trying so hard to just kill this fucker. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I am really trying, guys, but you're rolling for shit. I have not sat down. <laughs> um, I, no, he's all right. No, um, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta. Okay, um, Brad, you're the cooler. I gotta bring in the cooler. Uh, you gotta, you gotta take him out. Come on. I have a tiger. It's your turn. Um, I'm gonna step one forward and be directly behind him. Okay. You should probably have him take an opportunity attack. I mean, you're not moving out of his range technically, but you're trying to flank him. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, if you're if you're asking for it, I have to give it to you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go statutory here. Um, he's not gonna hit. No, he's fine. Okay. And then I'll. Uh... God. You people. Um. <laughs> no. Y'all need some yeah. help. Should I come on over? God, I get. I guess on 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 death's doorstep, this guy is nimble as a motherfucker. <laughs> like he's just he's just dodging and weaving. You oh, you would describe him as monk like. I, as monk-like, I know, I know, I shouldn't have done that. That's just bad juju for the game. Uh, gosh, Fetral, please kill this dude. Please. Is it my turn? Yes, it's your turn. Alright, well then, I will click the little clicky-click. Nope. Oh my god. I cannot, okay, um... I cannot do it right now. I was too traumatized. By my near-death okay, experience, right. just a moment ago. Let me tell you, you, you swipe at him and you and you miss, but like this dude's been dodging and weaving for a long ass time now, and he just uh, collapses from exhaustion uh, right there in front of you. Yeah. Uh, because, because this is just too much bullshit, and he just like drops his mace and lays down on the ground and is bleeding out, and it's just like oh, he just, I can't. He just I can't. surrenders. Yes, okay. I, I can't do it anymore, and he's he's done. And <laughs> so I can question him now. Yes, do it do it quickly. I'm gonna bat my eyelashes and say, "So tell me what that was about." <laughs> Make a persuasion roll. <laughs> oh. I rolled a thirteen. Uh, oh. No, he's 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 like bleeding out. He's like very badly injured. He's looking up at you. This is his hands raised, and he just says, "What do you what do you mean that what that was about? That we're we're bandits. Like we we're trying to rob you. That's yeah. It was a bad idea. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll just I'll just die now. I guess." <laughs> You won't let moment, me kill no. him, right? Uh, in this scenario, I don't care. Okay. So, what are you gonna do? I am going to rob him back and take anything he has, but I'm not <clears throat> gonna kill him. Alright, so you, you managed to rifle through his stuff. 
Um, uh, and between him and his like packs scattered around him, uh, you get some gold. You get like a couple of valuable trinkets, like uh, some jewelry that you know he has taken from from previous travelers. Any any holy um, symbols or anything? No holy symbols. Uh, I'm gonna say that from him and his surroundings, you get a total of about uh, fifty gold. Any unholy symbols? <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, unfortunately not. Fifty gold. Yeah, fifty gold. Uh, he's got that up with the party. Like he's wearing a he's wearing a holy symbol around his neck, but it, you can not very obviously tell it's fake. Uh, I will like, absolutely take a fake holy symbol. Okay, so you get a fake holy symbol. You get fifty gold from him. He's just wearing like really simple like clerics robes that aren't really worth anything. He's got a very average uh, one headed mace that you probably don't want. Uh, the two guys in the bank, the archers, they're already long dead. They've got short bows, uh, you know, some, some shitty leather armor. Like these aren't like big time bandits. They're just, they're opportunists. How, so, how much gold again? I'm sorry. Uh, 50. All right. So I'm going to split that with the party. So, um, 54 ways is 12.5. So everybody. Ha- uh, everybody gets 12 and I get 15. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that's about what you get there. Uh, just brigands who had taken out the bridge and were trying to, you know, catch helpless travelers, but you have successfully thwarted them. You've made it across the bridge. You are on your way um, to the town of Orton. Do you? Yes. Does Fetral need? I've have a health potion. I don't know if this is uh, um, necessary. No, okay. it's not necessary uh, because you guys are going to be able to make your way and set up camp and take a long rest again. So everybody, get back all your hit points, uh, spell slots, because you guys are going to have long, one more long rest before you actually get to Oriton, and it's not. And can I? Uh, can I pick up uh, some of those? Uh, wow. What are they called? The arrows? <laughs> but will they fit in my crossbow? Oh, or are they, I mean, they, yeah, arrows, can, arrows don't go in crossbows. Bolts yeah, it would be, go in it'll crossbows. Be bolts. Um, yeah. Do, do you need a longbow? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. He's got a longbow. I've if got you want to take it, twenty arrows that I can give you. Uh, I'm not using them. Well, actually, that's a good point. I mean, I am. Uh, yeah. How much? Uh, let's see. Does anyone know offhand how much? Yeah, that's, so just write uh, that down. Uh, we'll deal with all the uh, the housekeeping stuff later. Um, but yeah, you guys are going to move on. You camp out another night. You have a long rest. Uh, you get up in early the next morning, and you are making your way into Orton. Uh, no major other issues on the road because, as I said, really well traveled, and uh, this is kind of a one-off bandit attack thing. Uh, and it's about the middle of the third day, around noon, about one o'clock, that you. Uh, manage to follow the signs, and you know you go off the beaten path, and you find this small mining town of Orton. And you walk up; it's a bright and sunny day. You don't see any storms. You know it seems like the weather's as good as it possibly could be. Um, the town's quaint; like it, it looks like there's a lot of construction going on, and they're trying to do a lot of renovation on the buildings in the town. Uh, just for kicks and giggles, I'll bring you guys over. And this is the, the map of Orton. Uh, and they're they're trying to kind of spruce it up. 
but other than that, nothing really seems amiss or out of the ordinary. And I, we're just we're gonna leave it there because I, I we've gone a little bit late. So you guys have gotten to Oriton, and that's where we're gonna end for tonight.